It is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. Pete Moylan filling in for Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. It's all presented to you by our friends over at Shady Rays, the best shades in the business. Not only do they make you look great, but when you break them or you lose them, which is inevitable in the sunglass game, they will replace them, which is very cool. Pete Moylan, I hope you are doing well. Uh, you know, th- listen, this is a uh, this is a comfort zone for a lot of us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't know how you're doing. Yesterday was a shitty day in this country. Horrible. Again. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, I'm 51 years old and I'm at a loss, man. I'm too. at a loss. I didn't grow up in this country and I still don't understand. It's it's just, it's, I don't get it. And you know what the it's crazy thing was, man? I had to go to an award ceremony for my kid today at her school. And the story is that that was what happened the day that the shooting happened. Is that all the parents were at the school the morning of because of award ceremonies and and it just it just crushed me, man. It sucks. Right. And I, listen, I know that uh, a lot of you, wherever you're joining us, whether it's on our regular podcast form or YouTube or on the AMP app live with us are saying, well, wait, a, you know, this isn't what I came for. I get it. But, you know, we're all human beings. Um, we're, we're fathers. We're husbands, first and foremost. Um, we love what we do. We are thankful we get to do what we do for a living. Uh, but at the same time, we're. I'm just at an emotional loss. I am. And I wish I, I love being able to have a lot of answers in this world. I don't, I don't have them. 99.99% of the people that um, walk around this country are wonderful human beings. Rest of it. I don't know. I don't know where we go. I don't know what we do because I have so little faith in leadership, unfortunately. So with that being said, um, we will talk about baseball. This is what we do. It's what we get paid to do. Let's go. It's what brings us joy. Um, and we had one of the amazing games of the season last night out in San Francisco. For those of you that fell asleep, you missed a good one. Oh man. Giants blew an eight, two lead. Mets came back to take an 11, eight lead. Jock Peterson hit his third homer of the game to tie it at 11. Mets took a 12, 11 lead. Giants end up winning it 13, 12. <laughs> yes. On a walk off. How much of it did you tune into? So I was just looking at the box scores and I saw Rogers line and I saw seven hits, seven runs. And I'm like, and I'm like, he got one out. I'm like, how is he? And somebody told me that he just got so many infield hits and knocks that they were just literally inches away from a, a double play after every pitch. So they just kept him out there. And then I turned the game on and it was just like, it, I felt like the last three innings was about 37 pitches. It just was action after it was unbelievable, Rosie. It was one of the better games that I've watched in a, in a long time, honestly. Yeah, I didn't. So I had turned it off after it was eight to two. Like I went to go right. just do something else in my life. And then I checked my phone and it was 11 to eight. I was like, right. what, what just transpired here? Yeah. Like it just didn't make any sense. And, um, <laughs> and then I, then I didn't, I didn't keep watching it. I was like, oh, oh, I'll just, you know, I was like, okay, well, the Mets are going to come back. And the, now I have to change the rundown of this show of baseball right. today, because now I have to talk about, was this a bigger win for the New York Mets and their magic? Or was it more devastating than San Francisco giants who have now lost six in a row. Right. And then Jack hits another Homer. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I think I have to watch it from here on out. Yeah. So I did. 
And it was just tremendous. It was it, tremendous. Uh, even the line drive the Jock hit up the middle of Diaz when he uh, on a backdoor slider was a missile. Like Jock was locked in and he said that he was talking to Barry Bonds. And mm-hmm. he said that Barry Bonds was talking to him about hitting and he just got in the zone. And I'm like, man, that's that's something was happening in San Francisco last night. That was weird. Did you get a chance to talk to Jock very much last year when he was with the Braves or no? You know what? I was media and we didn't know each other before. So we exchanged hellos but that that was basically it it was you know and he's he's so he's a personality he's the lightning rod it's the one way i can describe him like he the, he's just got energy around him that that's that's different if that makes sense he's a goofball sure but it's he more is, than he's, that he's a, he's a big kid what, what do you think he is i don't know he's a super i think he's a superstar i do i think he has nights like that multiple times a year and i know it, it may not be consistent but it, it, just the energy that those kind of nights bring it's it's really cool it's just the third three homer game in the history of that ballpark because it's a hard hit home to, run there right care to venture a guess who have the other two barry bonds pablo sandoval you got one of them did i pablo pablo sandoval in game one of the 2012 world series against the tigers okay Kevin Elster for the Dodgers, I think. Had a three-homer game in that park. Remember the shortstop? Uh-uh. What are you we talking? Probably 21 years ago or so or something like that. I'm old. Something but like I'm I I my baseball history sort of started when I got over here in 2006. So yeah. I've tried to learn as much as I can, but I was in Australia, right. so. Big picture here, though, that is a – so if you lose a game 12-11, yeah. that happens. Whatever, yeah. it's weird, it's yeah. wild. But if you lead a game 8-2 to two going into the seventh and you lose that, it had the Giants had that happen to them for a yeah. sixth straight loss when the Dodgers and the Padres are playing very good ball in front of you. Like, that's one of those games. It could be a season turner, could it not? For sure, yeah. I think, yeah, it's – Losing something like that could have really been crushing. But on the flip side, when you win something like that, I, I think the momentum can grow. But I think today becomes really important because if you don't win today, I feel like it's just a waste. Um, mm-hmm. I think you got to really carry the momentum into today and, and, and try and build off it. Otherwise, yeah, as I said, it's it can still be crushing if you can't come back and win today. Yeah. All right, let's move on to a team that just keeps winning. Uh, That would be the Minnesota Twins. They have won six straight games, nine of 11. They have the second largest division lead in all of baseball. At this point now, seven-ish, almost seven weeks into the season, what is your one question still about this team? Okay, so we talked about them on Monday, right? And I said that I still haven't bought in because they haven't done anything in playoffs and all the rest of it. But I wish I was more of an expert, but I went and dived into their roster and I had a look. And... I really like their lineup. They're, they're, it's a young, exciting lineup led by Byron Buxton, obviously. The, the only guy with six years is Carlos Correa. Everybody else has got less than that. Then you go to the flip side of the starting rotation and they've got Veteranos galore at the back end, which is really important, obviously down the stretch and going into the playoffs. I think if they can add something 
at the trade deadline, I, I don't know that they're they're not actually the best chance to maybe win past the first round of the playoffs that I've seen in in a few years. Really? Yeah. You like this team that in their division well, right me, now too? Yes, because it you know that you we all feel like at some point Chicago is going to turn it around. Although last night's game was a mess right. with a guy on the mound and Dylan Cease who has really pitched his ass off this right. Year. So. Um, but for me, the t- there's two questions, and it really has to do with the, the pitching, both the starting rotation and the bullpen. So it's one okay. each. One is, can guys who have been injured throughout their career, and I'm talking about uh, Chris Archer, yep. Dylan Bundy, yep. and Sonny Gray to some degree, sure. can they stay healthy? Because there's not a lot of rotational depth there. Because if they've already lost Paddock for the year. So if they suffer another injury, do they have a guy that can come up and compete every five days? Or do they have to go out and say, you know what? W- you know, we knew going into this season with Carlos Correa, we were going to give it a shot, but we don't know where we're going to be. But now they're almost two months into this thing, and they're like, okay, we're better right. than we thought, and Chicago is worse than we thought. Yeah. So we got to go. And Put on the we're gas. Gonna go, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to step on the accelerator and try and get somebody who can help them out. So can they fortify that rotation? Because I'm not so sure all those guys can make it through the year. The other question is their bullpen. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of veteran guys down there. Like Joe Smith has been sensational. Yep. Just unbelievable in his role. They, lo- they traded Rodgers, who has been great in San Diego. And they got back Emilio Pagan, yep. whose numbers are good. But at any second, you feel like you could give multi-home runs in an inning and lose it, right? But you can feel so that way about any young bullpen arm. Well, but he's not a young guy. He's been doing this forever. He's bounced around from Oakland to Tampa to San Diego to here. He, there's he's been got four years. He's, he's still locked. relatively young when you say he's only got four years of service time. It's, it's not – he might have bounced he's around. Been in but... Big City, but he's been in Big City. To me, you can be only around four years but have pitched in big situations. Sure. No, I understand that. That is the question for me too, is their bullpen. But again, at the trade deadline, there's a ton of teams out there with big arms that that aren't doing anything mm-hmm. that are going to be available. It's going to be a free-for-all, I really think, at this trade deadline because there's a ton of teams that are going to be in it. And they've got 12 teams can make the playoffs now. So there's, I think it's going to be really exciting. But And I think they're going to add. And I think you're right. They have, they have to put the foot on the gas now because of what the division's doing. And by the way, that's how they build their rotation. They build it through trades, right? Yeah. Sonny Gray trade or free agent signing bunny bundy's come from elsewhere archers come from elsewhere joe ryan has come from elsewhere so this is what they do they don't it's not a lot of homegrown stuff so we'll see uh la dodgers continue to just whoop up on the nationals they take it to their former prospect josiah gray mookie Betts, another huge night multi-homer game nl best 12 homers and this is I think he didn't have any until like April 22nd or something like that. Yeah. He's had a ridiculous month of May when everybody is healthy in the national league. So I'm talking about Tatis and Acuna, even though he's back, he hasn't been healthy, healthy Yeah, with everybody available in the national league positional player pool. How many guys are you taking ahead of Mookie Betts right now for this year? Right now, the way that I don't think there's anyone that I'm taking before Mookie, honestly, um, he, he's as good as it gets. 
uh, I got to see, especially now that he's, I think he's healthy. I think he's finally healthy again. I think he's got enough at bats that he's feeling himself a little bit now too, because I mean, he's been dealing with whatever it's been, but I witnessed him against the Bravos in 2020 in that playoff series. And he single-handedly basically won the, like he was unbelievable. He's making catches. Yep. He's throwing guys out. Like he's hitting, like he's, he was everything that you'd expect from Mookie Betts. And it was so impressive to see. I've seen it with Acuna as well. But he's still trying to find himself. But I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to say Mookie would be my number one draft pick right now. Tatis guy, huge. Like when he's when he's healthy, he's just such a difference maker. Yeah. Um. But Betts, it's so interesting. He is a superstar. Without, I don't know if I'm saying this the right way. To me, he doesn't have, like Tatis, it jumps off the screen. Acuna, it jumps off the screen when right. I see it. Flash? Yeah, I for whatever reason, I don't feel, and I feel like he's so much better than his numbers even. Right. He and just like, does it, I think he does it cleaner. I think that's it. I think it's like a, I think it's like a Roger Federer style tennis versus a, you know, it's a, it's okay. a, Rather That's a good than a, call. Rather than a, a, a Kyrgios or, you know, it's, it's, or a, an Andre Agassi. I think he's just polished in the way that he goes about everything. It just does it so smooth. Whereas the other guys are so, they're all out and they're, you know, nothing, it's nothing wrong with it, obviously, but it's, 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 you know, it's, I can say there's balls to the wall. It's interesting because, right, with some of the other guys um, that you'll talk about, Acuna, sometimes it feels like his, uh, he doesn't have a great feel of the strike zone. Tatis defensively doesn't make routine plays, right? right. It's shortstop. He'll, he'll, he'll have an air streak just across the Padres here and there. Right. Mookie Betts does everything exceptionally well on an everyday basis. Yeah. I think he that's just does. He just is so good. Yeah. And he's another one of those guys. We talked about it with Goldschmidt yesterday. We talk about it as ad nauseum with Trout that – you just kind of, you kind of get lulled to sleep with their game a little bit, <laughs> and it and it also never looks like he's running fast, but he's running faster than everyone. Yeah, yep, that's what they do. That's what that's what the best do. They make it look so simple, and the rest of us are out there just. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I I yeah, this is what I said yesterday. You can tell when guys are different, right? And I I was a middle reliever that got a chance to get a couple of holds, and I got three saves in my life. I, I was amongst the best athletes in the world and I realized that I wasn't one of them, but I got to play with them on the same field. I just wasn't at their level. And you, I understood that. It's fine. But there is greatness and, and, and I can recognize that. Who was, the, uh, who was the best player? Who was the guy that you either played against or played with that made it look so simple where you're like, God, it's not that easy, dude. Uh, chipper, chipper at the plate. Even I caught him late. And I caught him through 2006 when he won the batting title in 2008. He made hitting look like it was like as simple as thing in the world. Left-handed, right-handed, sweet swing. Freddie Freeman, the way that he that, that he can put bat to ball was was right as good as anyone. Um, I mean, there's just been Craig Kimbrell uh, coming in and closing games, thinking that he's Greg Maddox, but actually just blowing people away like crazy. Yeah, um, there's there's been so many good good things that I've seen. That's cool. Yeah. That ain't bad.
Uh, Boston continues to be on a roll as the Red Sox crush the White Sox. Told you. They've won six in a row. Yeah, you did tell me. You did tell me. Uh, it's interesting, though, right? Yeah. Big picture, they are still sub 500 because sure. of a terrible start. They are still fourth place uh, in the East. But right now, if you were to rank the teams in that division in terms of confidence you have in them moving forward from May 25th on, where are the Red Sox? That's such a good question because the Yankees are obviously leading uh, the world in wins. But they're not exactly playing with their best right now. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're not playing the baseball that they'd like to be playing. I'm sure Dan would agree with that. But the Red Sox right now are on some sort of roll. And one of the questions we were going to ask was that, can a win like yesterday turn a season around with the Giants, right? I was going to say that it needs to be more of a, like a 9-1, and 10-game span that you get on and that can really turn the season around and get you really rolling. That's what I think the Red Sox are about to do. And I think they're about to... I think they're about to take off. So, but I, I don't... I still have faith in the Yankees. I still have faith in the Blue Jays for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's going to be one hell of a division race again. So you're avoiding the question entirely. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm avoiding it entirely because I, I think the Red Sox are going to be really good. I think if I was, I'd probably put my faith in the Blue Jays just because of the youth. I, I don't know, man. It's going to be. So the Blue Jays. I'm not answering that. I'll, you're not. Uh, okay, Ploof. So the <laughs> here's the problem I've got. You know who my preseason World Series winner was? Nope. The Toronto Blue Jays. Thanks for right. caring. I believe that with the addition of Gosman, even though they had lost Robbie Ray and even though they had lost Marcus Simeon, that they had matured enough as a team and a lineup uh, and an organization. And they had been through so much last year sure. where they had home games in Dunedin, Florida, yep. Buffalo, New York, and Toronto, Canada, and still almost made the playoffs. And I was like, if they could get through an in- season where the, the entire team essentially gets traded twice, yeah. then they can handle this. And can you imagine how electric that atmosphere is going to be in that dome But when essentially they've gone two years without significant baseball? Like, that play is going to be jumping. All makes sense. They got off to, they got off to a great start, and now they're just kind of trudging along. Right. And a lot of teams night, are. I know. I know. And – I know we're only a quarter of the way through the season, but I really, I watch a lot of Blue Jays baseball because I'm fascinated by them. I think they're really a must watch almost every night, good or bad for the result. They had times where their starting pitching has not delivered. They've had times where that bullpen has gone to shit. And they've had times where they're in big time at bats, their big boys have not delivered enough. And I can't figure out if it's just a little stretch that they've gone through or if they're really just not as good as I thought. Right. So I would put New York and Tampa definitely ahead of the Red Sox, but maybe I was just dead wrong on the Blue Jays to start. I think we're seeing. I look, it's the same can be said for the Braves. It's 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 been a disappointing start because of what you expected from the teams. But that's not to say that they can't figure it out real quick and turn it around. Uh, especially with Toronto, that team, as you said, they went through so much shit last year. I, as a big leaguer, would have been frustrated the whole time. 
That's not the big leagues. That's not what the big leagues is supposed to be. So for them to have to deal with that and still do what they did is phenomenal. I think those can still come back and, and make that a race. And, and I, I think this is why I'm, I'm non-committed because it's, there's four teams that can potentially go off. Well, we had four teams that won more than 90 games, which yeah. is unheard of. Yeah. I mean, that's in one division. That's remarkable. So I'm going to put your feet to the fire before we move on. Excellent. <laughs> Who will win that division? Yankees company, Yankees. Okay. Who finishes second? <laughs> You're an asshole. Uh, Blue Jays. Okay. Who finishes third? Rays. Okay. And they're all going to have 90 wins. So even though the Red Sox are on this tremendous run and we're like, wow, they're back, we both have them exactly where they are right now in sure. fourth place. But not... It can go one of it. I'm just ranking them because you forced me to. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm ranking them. That's what I feel right now. That anything can happen in the next, even the next two weeks. Of course, anything can happen. I want to see how this run ends for the Red Sox. If they go, the but Dodgers you're not, went. By the way, Rosie, the Dodgers went 42 and eight over a 50 game span in 2013 when I was there when they got Puig. Right. If the Red Sox do something like that over the next 50 fucking games, then I'm going to back the Red Sox. Okay. <laughs> See, but if, if I asked the question two weeks from now, if you asked still two not weeks ago, I would have said no chance. Right, but you're not going to want to answer it. Yes, I will. What if they, what, if they, go, if they go 12 and 0 over the next two weeks? I mean, you'll have a, I'm, you're in. I, any and team goes 12 and 0 at any point uh, over the season, something's gone right. Okay. You got to, to win that many games in a row, Rosie, and not blow it, not blow it on, a, on any kind of shitty walk. Lead off walk, chink hits, errors, not to blow a game 12 in a row. Something special is going on. Do you know that the Red Sox could go 12 and 0 in their next 12 games and still be in like third place? <laughs> Probably. I yeah. just want to I just want to <laughs> let you know that that's a possibility. Oh, okay. man, you're so smart. Uh, so last night, um, the Yankees had a walk-off win. We thought maybe Aaron Judge hit another one out. And did you see who was sitting there in the front row in his Ranger sweater? Sure None did. other than our one. You told you as Judge flew out barely to the warning track Look, in right field. If Michael K can get confused, if most announcers this year have at least got confused once, I'm going to let our lord and savior off on this one and not give him too much shit <laughs> uh i might just text him and just can we make that a meme i mean dan do we have the ability to that's got to be something at our company it hasn't already been made i'm sure it's maybe, already everywhere maybe sell that on t-shirts or something it's just a thought it is great though look at him <laughs> full beer in hand oh, ranger dude. sweater hat backward you know, oh, it's so glorious. I showed that to my wife last night because she hasn't met Jake yet. No way. No, well, oh. you know, the, when everybody comes out for the All-Star game, you'll get to meet the entire Rose family. That's wow. that's worthwhile unto itself. But, uh, I mean, that is great. Jake doesn't even – the best part is he doesn't even look 
He's he so just confident. saw the swing and he looks to the left. He doesn't look to the right. He could hear it. He's one of those guys, like trouble with the curve. He could hear the sound of the oh. bat. He doesn't even need to see it. He's that good, apparently. All right, before we get out of here, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Are you you're uh, back here tomorrow? Back here tomorrow and Friday. Okay. And uh, Friday. Talking baseball on Friday. Good. Uh, it's a busy then, week for uh, you. Busy week for me. And then I'm on the road next week. Arizona, Colorado. Can't wait. Now oh, that'll be fun for you. We'll be listening. Awesome. We'll be listening. Uh, I taped Austin Hedges yesterday. He's, <laughs> he's hilarious. Um, he might not replace a Johnny Bench or Pudge Rodriguez when it comes to hitting catchers anytime in the near future. <laughs> but he's fucking funny, dude. He tells an amazing Miguel Cabrera story from what just happened in Cleveland with their series. Uh, he was front and center the night that Josh Naylor went Bananas. crazy in uh, Chicago and fired the helmet. And the way Hedges tells the story is so, so funny. Can't wait. Um, yeah, he's just a great story. And he's the guy, now you'll appreciate this, he is the veteran on the bus that makes the rookies do everything. Good. You know how they've got it? Sure. So he's, yeah, he's got all the entertaining skits. Good. that he talks about yep it's very very good apparently there's one cleveland rookie who is exceptionally talented when it comes to um keeping the troops entertained i guarantee i know who it is oh a current rookie current rookie okay yeah no, you're not gonna know who it is okay if you even knew who he was i'd be shocked okay. you really have to kind of be do a deep dive on cleveland guardians baseball to have an idea okay it's it was He's a wonderful storyteller. So that's coming out tomorrow. We're very excited. Um, for our outstanding producer, Dan Rourke, who went full sleeves today instead of going sleeveless, and the I'm... one and only Pete Moylan, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.